Welcome to The Rise Podcast, a faith-based podcast dedicated to helping you better understand who God is and who you are in Christ. It all starts with revelation, breaking down lies and knowing God's character, so that you can know your identity as a child of God and the authority given to you. So you can surrender by humbling yourself and letting God be God, that you may become established and have a firm foundation and walk with confidence. I'm Emma. And I'm Sutton. And we are your hosts. Our goal is to equip and inspire you to rise into the calling and purpose God has for your life. Join us each week for deep but good conversations. We're so happy you're here. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Rise Podcast. We are so excited, as always, to have you guys with us today and to be diving into another episode. Mm-hmm. Today is going to be a practical, so it's not going to be one of our usual lies. Um, it's really just going to deep deep into some practical stuff that you can, mm-hmm. well, apply. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> but first, like always, let's break the ice. Today's icebreaker is a really random but really fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to be blessing you guys by sharing really unusual sports. We just spent the last, like, probably 15 minutes laughing at some of these. We haven't <laughs> even been through the whole list yet, but... We got through, like, what, three? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I cannot believe that these are legit sports. Yeah, so... especially growing up in families where athletics mm-hmm. were very prominent. And, like, I come from a family of, like, hockey players, swimmers, baseball... Um, not so much big on like football, but mm-hmm. it was very like yeah athletics, right? And I also come from a family that is very athletic, and I've never heard of these sports before. I I have not either, and I am a lot more tempted to go into <laughs> watching these sports than the basic ones because this is a little more entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I hope you guys enjoy this, but we're gonna dive into this list. All right, and the first one that we have up on the list. It's Quidditch. (laughs) And you may have heard of Quidditch before. And yes, it's from Harry Potter. Which I never thought that you could take that game because, you know, you're flying around on a broom. But when there's a will, there's a way. And they definitely found the way. And the way is with what it looks to be... um, Is that a hula hoop on a stick and a soccer ball? (laughs) (laughs) It looks like it. (laughs) And... um, I will say, um, the people that are playing this are, don't seem that athletic at, at wait, all. Wait, wait, wait. Players hold a non-magical broom between their legs and do many of the same things no as players way. do in the books and no films. No way! So they literally run around with a broomstick between <laughs> their legs. Okay. The second one is called Reg Ball. And we had to go and research what this was. I, because, I, had, I was like, what yeah. could this be? But apparently it is a brutal Russian sport that combines basketball, wrestling, and rugby. And it is basically just a bunch of grown men running around playing <laughs> basketball, but also wrestling each other at the same time with a rugby ball. I don't, I don't even know how there could be any structure or rules to this game, but leave it to like, the Russians be like, yeah, no, you know, basketball, not aggressive enough. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's add a little spice. <laughs> Moving on, we have cheese rolling. <laughs> Go and watch this. Go and watch this on YouTube because it is super entertaining. Very dangerous. Yeah, like, apparently like there's people... multiple deaths in yeah, cheese rolling. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they just roll a block of cheese down the hill and they have to chase it. Whoever gets to the bottom first wins the cheese. Yeah, but when so, you watch yeah. this, like you'll see everyone just running down 
And then you'll just see so many people just trip over themselves. I watched this one guy just get like launched and did a somersault and landed on his neck. I'm like, mm, I understand where the yeah. death's coming. Because yeah. <laughs> She's rolling is not for the faint pot. Let me it's, tell you guys. It's absolutely it's not. Intense. I was like, mm, maybe this is like an old dad sport. No. <laughs> no, there would be death right away. Next one, um, underwater hockey. So yeah, you may have heard of ice hockey or field hockey, but have you heard of underwater hockey? <laughs> Well, let us introduce you. <laughs> they're on the bottom of the pool, and they have those sticks in their hand, and they're yeah. all just trying to play hockey. <laughs> it says players use a small one-handed stick to push the puck towards the goal. Underwater, by the way. So, wow. Yeah. I, you had to point that out. <laughs> okay, it's late. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Okay, next one. Canal jumping. Which looks to me like they... Jump over canals with a giant stick. Yeah. That's Honestly, typically 12.5 meters long. That's actually impressive. That is. I also think that one would be fun to like watch. Yeah. And if I knew I was not going to get hurt, wow. to do. <laughs> but I probably would find a way. Yeah. Next one. Yeah, pulling. Oh my gosh. Um, They're so serious about it. I don't really know what to say. So... Apparently, competitors face each other with their legs connected. A string about two feet long is then looped around the ears of both contestants. Then the contestants do what the name of the game implies. They pull. And they pull until one contestant gives in to the pain and the string becomes separated from their ear. That sounds so painful. Ear, mm. ear pull can cause damage to the ear and bleeding is common. Why would you want to do this? I have no idea. Ouch. But I feel like this is something me and my siblings would do. <laughs> Alright, well, you know what, there is a few others in this list, but I think we're going to move on from this, because again, a little bit long, but we really hope that you guys enjoyed <laughs> that little icebreaker. I know it's super random, but... We were just looking at this, and we thought it was really funny. So. Yeah. so now you know a little bit more on our sense of humor. Um, If you can relate, praise the Lord. If you can't, um, ask God for a new sense of humor. So, <laughs> and, uh, Otherwise, we're, we're sorry that you just have to go through eight minutes of us talking about weird sports. Hey, but you're blessed. You're blessed with or without, but mainly with. So let's, let's dive into the practical. Mm-hmm. Which... Today's practical is on how to read and how to study the Bible. Because our one of our previous lies was on the lie that the Bible's not important. And if you mm-hmm. haven't listened to that one, highly recommend going and listening to it. But we thought this would be a really good one to follow up with because right. we're basically saying that the Bible is extremely important. So now we want to share some practical advice and tips on how to read and study it. Absolutely. Because like we were talking about beforehand, you know, the word is a shield, mm-hmm. it's a sword, it's the word, it's God's voice. And if we don't know how to learn from it, and you don't know how to actually dig into the content, it's never going to be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just <laughs> open up your Bible and then just go, in the name of Jesus, let all this information come in me and then close it, and you think you'll be fine. Yeah. It's, it's not how that it's works. Not how it works. You have to study and obtain, put it into your heart, and mm-hmm. do that. Just like anything else in life. Right. And it, the important thing as well is not just to fill your head with a bunch of knowledge and just read the word and be like, okay, this is what the Bible says, but to really 
get revelation from it and let it become hot knowledge mm-hmm. and really understand it on that like deeper level so that you can use it and stand on it and that's what we want right. to talk about today and help you guys right. with. and I, I think the first thing that i actually do want to cover um is just i know for me when i would go to read my bible um i would look through it and just read the words go through mm-hmm. but it was absolutely boring and i don't think i ever came away with anything yeah. and we have a teacher who said when you study the bible most people look but don't see mm-hmm. which means so that you just read words on a paper and you don't actually go in with intent to find revelation mm-hmm. because if you go in with intent to find something you will find it if oh for you, sure if you just go in with our all right let's read some words you're just going to get words mm-hmm. fed to you right and the best thing that you can do is when you go in, go in with an intent to find something, but also go in with tactics and ways For that sure. will help you find it. For sure. And I think something as well, a really good way to start any Bible reading that you're about to do is to just pray about it and ask the Holy Spirit to come and give you revelation and help you to get understanding. Right. Because I agree with you, I mean, before I like actually came out to Colorado I'd open up my bible and read it and it was like so boring I received absolutely nothing from it (laughs) but once I came out here and I started learning and studying it and really asking the holy spirit to reveal it to me it's like I was reading something completely different I know it's like this is actually so interesting and the holy spirit really really can speak to you through it and that's when when he speaks to you and makes it personal that's when it really sets in and becomes not just like knowledge in your brain mm-hmm. but you just really understand it and it becomes really personal and practical to you i know because here's the thing is like we have two different um when knowledge sets in there's two different ways i like to call something you have head knowledge and then heart knowledge mm-hmm. you know head knowledge is like yeah well, i know this is the principle i know this is what it says heart knowledge is when it becomes real to you it's when it comes alive right. in your heart and starts pouring out through your life and you know god wants heart knowledge you can know all the things in the world but if you have not love it does not resonate in your heart it's going to mean nothing to you mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and that is what we're going to teach you guys on how to well, dive in and how to find heart knowledge instead of just head knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, on top of that, I guess my best advice when going into the Bible, especially if you like you're a newer believer, and or you've really you've yes. been a believer for a while but you've never really known where to start within the Word because it's a big book, you know. Um, my best advice: go to the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Definitely start with the New Testament. The Gospels are a really good place to start. I also I call them the Johns. I love the Johns, the which Johns. is First John, Second John, and Third John, just because they are really about like God's love for us. And John just really understood God's love. So I think that's a really really good place to start. I would mm-hmm. avoid the Old Testament for a little bit. I mean, not avoid it, but just I would. Maybe not start there, just because I feel like you need to get a revelation of Jesus mm-hmm. and everything that he encompasses and stands for before you dive into the Old Testament. Right. Because the Old Testament is law, and it's, there's some amazing principles, and we're going to dive into that as well, that are necessary and good to learn. But you need to look at it through the lens of the New Covenant and through the lens of Jesus and what he did. Right, because if you don't have a filter of love, mm-hmm. you're going to see everything 
within your worldly filter. You're going to look at everything taught in the Old Testament and you're going to see it as a story of law. You're going to see God as a hateful God. You're going to see him. But if you get that revelation of love first and foremost, you can look into the Old Testament and see that it's a major love story. Mm -hmm. And you can see Jesus in every aspect of the Old Testament. Like how everything lined up to lead to Jesus, to lead to a savior to come Mm -hmm. and save us and set us free. That's what everything was leading up to. Um, But you have to first get that revelation of what Jesus fully did for us on the cross before Mm -hmm. you can really grasp that, I think. I mean, that's that was it for me. But right. So start off, get your filter changed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Make sure you have Have a filter filter. of that mind of Christ and the love of God, because Mm -hmm. if you don't, well, that's going to be a problem for you and have fun with it. Beyond. <laughs> but next thing that I would recommend after you know you know where to, to kind of start, um, you want to know well how do I break this down, mm-hmm. right? And so many people have this confused idea of when I study, um, they study topically of like well I'm just gonna pinpoint my favorite areas like oh I love healing so I'm gonna focus on everything that deals with healing or I'm going to focus on everything that deals with this. It's like, no, God wants you to have balance in your life. For sure. Make sure that you give God access to every single area in your life Mm -hmm. and look into it all so you can become rooted in a firm foundation in all areas. Yeah. Actually, just on that, when it comes to topical studies, um, there's nothing wrong with them. They're all good, but I would just proceed with caution within those because a lot of people can take certain scriptures and twist them to fit the topic that they're (laughs) teaching, but it's really important to always study every scripture and every verse in context Right. because one of our teachers, Rick McFarland, who actually technically inspired this episode a lot. Absolutely. Um, Shout out to Ricky Boy. (laughs) (laughs) We love him, but he always says like... um, what you say? A context without the text is just a con. Yeah. So if you do not have the text in context, you are left to the con. And it's not gonna it's not really gonna mean what it's supposed to mean. Right. So and, yeah. And that's one of the biggest ways that the enemy tries to move in, is mm-hmm. trying to like take this. It's like, well it says in the word this and this and this and this. And it's like But did you read the passage before or the passage after? Do you know the culture and when this is taking place? Exactly, for sure. Do you know um, if they're speaking out of actual word of God or are they speaking out of their flesh? Mm -hmm. What audience are they speaking to? Exactly. Because a lot of the time, the writer of that specific book is speaking to a specific audience Mm -hmm. and it is written to relate to them. So, and I mean, one big thing as well is that you got to remember that cultures also change Mm -hmm. so i mean principles stay the same but the culture that changes right so we don't have to take everything said in the bible literally in terms of if it's a custom or a culture but if it's a principle which most things are a principle that's what we have to look at right i mean you take it in the bible it talks about the custom of head coverings Mm -hmm. and it literally does say that because of this custom within head coverings, blah, 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 and talks about authority, you know? Um, That's a custom in that time. That's Mm -hmm. how the people were. That was this. But the principle was submitting to authority. Now, do we still wear head coverings to this day? No, we don't. No, we don't have to. It's not something Mm -hmm. that we don't have to do. But what, what do we still have to do? We still have to submit to authority. Right. You have to come to a place where when you're in authority and go like, 
all right, even if I don't agree, right, I but, submit to this mm-hmm. because that is authority. But you agree to the authority that is under God, right? To a sense, because a I mean, sense. we are technically supposed to submit to the authority of the government and mm-hmm. the you know law enforcement and all of that. And do we exactly agree with everything they're doing? No, but they are the ones in power, and therefore we are to obey their rules and their laws because God did put authority mm-hmm. in place, and we are supposed to submit to them. That is the principle that they're actually trying to get at with the head covering is submitting to that right. authority. So, like, that is a really good example of customs versus principle. That's right. what you look for is the principle, and that's what we follow. Mm-hmm. And something you also got to think of is that it could be talking about something that really resonates with this group of people. Mm-hmm. Of To you, that might not seem so important, but to them, that's, like, everything. Yeah, because that's the way that they've been brought up. That's the way that their culture is. That's mm-hmm. the way that they've lived their whole life. Right. And so it's a, something that they can understand and that they can really grasp. Right. And you know, a lot of the books of the Bible, a lot of um, apostles, when they went out and they were preaching the word, I mean, you can sense that there's a very different feel into it. You know, one was speaking to the Greeks, one was speaking to the Romans. And to the Romans, they were referring to Jesus as the, as the general. Because mm-hmm. to the Romans, <laughs> like, that kind of aspect, that's everything to them. So if they know that... Jesus is the king of kings, the lord of lords. He is the general. He's the commander. It's like, oh, this is someone we can submit to. Mm-hmm. And then so true. to the Greeks, it was they, he was just talking about how he comes within wisdom and knowledge and the perfect being. And to the Greeks, the perfect being was everything. Yeah, they were very big on image mm-hmm. and body image and all of that. And to the new believers and to the Gentiles coming with the message of grace if that's everything for them because they believe that they were too far gone mm-hmm. you know right they had a self-image of i am nothing but here comes the message of okay but this is what jesus has done for you mm-hmm. he's redeemed you you know so it's you have to understand what the target audience is the context <laughs> make sure it's not just a text mm-hmm. that's a con. <laughs> and a little pro tip, if it says, therefore, at the beginning of a scripture, read the scripture before. Because mm-hmm. what is it therefore of? Exactly. <laughs> there is an important part before. So, little little thing to look out for in a, little, in a verse. Little spice. <laughs> <laughs> a little nugget. A little, little something. And then I think the next thing that we'd really want to point out just just be helpful on to you is when you do go through the bible and through the word um, a lot of people think that you have to um, make sure you get through all this subject get through this whole entire passage and get it in a decent time done and the thing is is if you're going through the word and all of a sudden god highlights something to you don't push God out of the way just so you can read his word. <laughs> and I've done that before where I would go through the word and be like, oh, this is so great, but I got to push it aside because I need to get this whole mm-hmm. entire passage done. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you stop. You let God minister and teach you. And then once he's done telling you what he needs to tell you, then continue. Yeah. But don't be too focused on getting the actual work done and reading it and pushing God aside because that's not going to help you. Mm-hmm. You're there for the revelation that he can teach you. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely done that as well. In fact, um, in first year of our Bible college, we had to read the Bible in a year, yeah. which 
I, I know why they did it and it was good. But to be completely honest, I'm not a huge fan of trying to read the Bible in a year because I was so I was so focused on getting my Bible reading done that it became a like something I just checked off on my to-do list and yeah. I would just read through the the books and just check it off and never received anything to be completely honest with you because you're just trying to get it done in a certain amount of time but there's so much more value in actually taking time reading through each passage slowly and letting the holy spirit speak to you and reveal different things and if that means that you have to stop and meditate on a single word for like 15 minutes then do it. I've gone more than I've gone three days with just meditating on the word why, <laughs> and I like and I got so much out of it, you know. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, when you really start thinking about something, all of a sudden God can start connecting different things that you've learned. Right. Of like, okay, if this means this, then that means this means this, mm-hmm. then that means this means this, and it all starts to come together. Mm-hmm. And that's why you need to have understanding of just what God wants to point out. Right. Because he sees the whole picture. Mm-hmm. You know, he sees how everything connects. And sometimes it just takes that one word, that one meaning for everything just to fall right into place in your understanding. So don't disregard meditating on a scripture, on a single verse, mm-hmm. on a single word. Right. And the message behind that because it could really bring everything you need together but if you think you're too busy and you just need to check off your checklist well that checklist can be the death of your revelation Mm -hmm, for sure so many people think that they have to read the bible for hours and hours and hours in order to be i don't know spiritual or whatever but trust me there is so much more power and even if you just spend like 10-15 minutes but you are really really studying it and really letting the holy spirit speak to you that is so much more impactful than spending hours. Now, if you enjoy spending hours and you, the Lord leads you to spend hours in it, that's great. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Spend as much time. There's no limit on how much time you should spend reading your Bible. But also just don't get caught up thinking that you have to read a specific amount of time. And if you don't read for like an hour at least, you're unspiritual or whatever. Because right. I think that's something that a lot of people, that holds a lot of people back. Right. Because here's the thing. Um, even myself, I remember watching other people, pastors, my dad, um, spend so much time in the Word. And I felt really condemned on myself that I don't mm-hmm. enjoy spending that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Right. And then something that really God ministered to me, and it was what they were talking about even on prayer. Mm-hmm. They were just saying, um, you know, start off with with just speaking to God and praying within just bits, you know, and just in what you can take, what you enjoy. Because here's the thing, if you're not having fun doing it, neither is God. Very God true. wants to have a relationship with you and whatever you're doing, he wants you to be enjoying it because if you're enjoying it, he is. And if mm-hmm. you're not, he's not. Mm-hmm. And I took that and I was like, well, that means within the word too. So I just sit down with wherever I was at during my day. And it can be, it was even bits and parts of my day where I go a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, just where I put in my heart and just be like, I can do this. And I just sit down and meditate and once... <laughs> And I'd get some really great stuff. And then my focus was done. I'd be like, all right, God, and I thank you. And I close my Bible. But I wouldn't stop thinking about it. You know, you can take it. And just because your Bible's closed doesn't mean your mind's closed to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just take that throughout your day. And 
within that, the more that you start enjoying yourself, the more that you want to start spending time in the Word. The more it grows. Mm -hmm. So for me, it started with just spending bits and pieces to now I can spend big chunks just sitting there and diving into the Word because I just grew my want to be there mm-hmm. and it grew just as in a sport as if maybe if you're like you're running and you can only run this much but the more you just run bit by bit the more your intolerance grows and it's the same thing within the word it's just more the more want the more focused you become right that's some solid advice it's really really good advice it's the lord <laughs> the next point that we want to get into is just discussing a little bit about different bible translations and resources and tools and i guess different kinds of bibles as well first just on different bible translations there are three different types and the first is a literal translation where scholars have taken the original language and translated it word for word mm-hmm. so this is a little bit harder to read because it's it's the translations like king james version new king james version i believe the esv is also one of them right. um it's a little bit harder to understand because let's be honest they are translating from the old testament is hebrew and the new testament is the greek right. so they are those that language doesn't always make the most sense when you translate it directly into English. So they're a little tricky, but they are more accurate. Right. So So it's really, I, w- I tend to go towards these when I have a revelation of something, but I want to make sure that's exactly what it means. Mm-hmm. So if you can go into the word and just break down like, all right, here's my revelation. What does this verse, what is this verse actually saying? Mm-hmm. And then once you have a concept of what it's saying, that's when the other top the other areas really become a blessing because they just give you more either revelation or just insight but mm-hmm. i recommend your final standpoint should go off of i will say this point. though i think that as a new believer if you're new to reading the word and you're a new believer i would first dive into the dynamic equivalent translations which is the next group and that is versions like the niv the nlt um there's a few others i can't think of them right now but they are they have better readability they're not Mm -hmm. as accurate as the literal translations however it's a lot easier to understand and for me personally when i started reading the bible i started with an niv and an nlt like my Mm. mom had an nlt i had an niv so i'd read between the two and that just really helped me to get into reading the bible but now i read mostly new king james version and i will do what you do i will that's like my final standpoint i will read the others just to gain different understanding i like to compare translations a lot Mm -hmm. as i'm reading the word but if you are newer, I would probably go with the dynamic equivalent, which is also referred to as thought for thought translation. It's just a little bit easier to read, but it's not as it it it's it's, it's not as what's the word? It's still accurate enough. Right. Like the next section is the called the free translation, which is also paraphrase translations, <laughs> and that's things like the message and those kinds of versions and i would take those more as um like devotionals yeah because they've lost a lot of accuracy yeah a lot of accuracy see those ones 
I love looking through them because it sparks new ideas in my mm-hmm. heart, you know, and it's something that you can take to the higher translations and the more accurate ones mm-hmm. and say, does this line up? Does mm-hmm. this revelation that I'm getting, does this line up with the word? Is this a revelation from God? Right. Because it's really, it that, those paraphrases, they, they can light a passion in your heart, mm-hmm. which is so good. But you want to make sure that you can take that passion. Once you have a passion, you can take it to the word and say, does this line up? Yeah, they're definitely the easiest translations to read, but that does mean that they've lost a lot of accuracy. And so, I mean, once you're a little more established into reading the word, I really recommend just comparing translations. And then the other thing that we wanted to bring up was to keep in mind that English is not the original language of the Bible. The original language of the Old Testament is the Hebrew, and the New Testament is Greek. Mm -hmm. So... Go back to the original language. Right. Go and do a, a word study on some of the words and see what the Greek word is or the Hebrew word is and then what that actually means because that can change the whole meaning of a verse. Right. Because just because you take a word and right now in today's day and age, that word means this. Mm-hmm. Take that back into either the Hebrew or Greek because that word can mean something completely different. Yeah. And a lot of the times it's so much more powerful when you know the original meaning like our current pastor at the church that we're going to he loves to dive into the original meaning of certain words and i love that i find it so interesting but it's always makes it like makes the verse so much more impactful so much more powerful mm-hmm. so definitely go into a word study and it, it makes it so much more entertaining for me too mm-hmm. so i'm like i actually get to break things up, put it all together, mm-hmm. arrange and align it. And once you actually put a little bit more effort into something, your mm-hmm. brain obtains it better, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So for me, I walk away from like a word study really with that revelation of like, oh yes, praise the Lord. <laughs> because it actually, it's setting in my brain. It's not mm-hmm. going in one ear and out the other. So I'm guilty of that. I'll sit through something and someone will be like, oh, how was, the, how was the message? You'd be like, it was fabulous. What was it about? I have no, no idea. idea. I cannot oh, yeah. remember. Because <laughs> yeah. they'll be like, that's so good, Pastor. And then you're just like, oh, what was what was he talking about? I know it was good, but what was it? Yeah. So I'm guilty of that, too. Which also comes down to the point of take notes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I was going to say that leads really nicely into the final point that I want to make personally, and that's just take notes and also have highlighters and pens and things on hand to highlight certain verses and take notes in your bible don't be afraid to write in it i personally find it really satisfying to like make my bible all colorful i know she's dragged me into it (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it motivates me to read my read my bible and then i just take little notes on the side i also have like a journal for writing down any revelations Mm -hmm. on certain scriptures just make it really fun. Right. Play some worship music in the background while you're reading it if you want to. Amen. Make it a good time. You know something else that I even recommend? And this is something that I haven't done yet, but I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, have different Bibles. Mm, you know? Yeah. Because you can go through a Bible and be like, all right, well, this color means this, and this means this. But what if you just have a Bible dedicated 
on the love of God. Mm. And you look through that Bible just That's, focused on his love. That would be cool. Then you have another Bible just focused on healing. And you have another Bible just focused on this. And that way you're looking through that Bible with the lens of the love of God. Mm-hmm. With the lens of healing. With the lens of this. And you can break apart the Bible in that perspective. <clears throat> yeah. I and I'm going to do it so bad. Because I can put like a little array of like... It's not going to be so great. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, that's pretty much all that we have for you guys today for how to study and how to read the Bible. We really hope that this helped mm-hmm. and that it just gave you some ideas on where to start and yeah. Mm, how to continue even. Mm-hmm. We are going to say goodbye for today. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the rise podcast to stay up to date with everything. And I think that's it. Yeah, we will talk to you guys in our next episode. <laughs> All right, well, God bless, be blessed, and stay blessed. Hallelujah. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. <Bye. laughs>